This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. So Leah, what show do you want to talk about today? Very exciting new season of Harry Wilde dropping this week. Oh, Harry Wilde is great. So Harry Wilde is Harriet Wilde, played by Jane Seymour. And she just retired and she gets mugged. And so she's recovering in her son's home. And lucky for us, her son is a police detective. Isn't that convenient? She gleans a clue about one of his current cases. Mm-hmm. He is like, I got it, ma. Stay out of it, Ma. And she's like, nope. And so she sets out to solve it herself with a very unlikely sidekick. Very unlikely sidekick. And I'm not giving it away this time because I felt like I did in the Modern Blog Mysteries. So now I'm zipping my lips. (laughs) You got to get in there and watch it yourself. So check that out and check out all the great stuff that Acorn has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. Hey there, it's Nick. And it's Leah. So we're doing another live show. Where you raised by wolves live. And this time we're going to be on the West Coast. Portland, Oregon, babies. So come see us on June 15th. And we're going to be at the Siren Theater. And the show starts at 7.30. So go to our website, whereyourraisedbywolves.com slash live and get some tickets. Join us. Do you give thoughtless gifts? Do you fall asleep on people on the subway? Do you tell people you're using the wrong fork? Were you raised by wolves? Let's find out. Here are things that can make it better. It's Nick Layton. And I'm Leah Bonima. And we're in New York today, and let's just get right down to it. Let's get in it. So for today's amuse-bouche, I want to talk about gift-giving in China. Oh, wow. So, and this is a brief overview. This is a minefield. There is so much nuance and subtlety and rules and variation that uh, we cannot possibly go through it all. But I want to give some broad principles. I'm very excited about this. So first of all, let's talk about some bad gifts. You do not want to give in China. These include things like knives. Although, sidebar, I think knives are always a bad gift. I don't think you should give knives. You know, what's a funny gift. is that I actually had a person this year go, I could really use some knives. And I was like, I think you're the first person who's ever said that <laughs> okay. aloud ever. But in China, knives, let's not do that. Things associated with the number four, as we remember from a previous episode. So, like if it was a set of something and it had four of something, like Maybe don't do that because for the word for four in Chinese sounds like the word for death. So let's not do that. Shoes, oddly, like shoes because the word for shoe, xie, is the same uh, as for evil. Oh, wow. Uh, So, you know, there's some connotation there. Pears, long story, but like pears, not great. Similar clocks, watches, not a great gift. Green hats. Why? Because it means time passing? A lot of the things that are bad gifts uh, and a lot of things that are considered like bad luck are these things that where the word sounds like something else. Okay. So like for and death, you know, this sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Similarly, like green hats, the phrase to like wear a green hat is also the phrase for like um, your wife is cheating on you. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Basically. Right. So like, I don't know why you would give someone a green hat as a gift. But if it was a possibility, (laughs) take it off the list. Just something to note. Wow. Um, I feel like I should need to write this down. (laughs) Similarly, candles, a little too funeral-like, so we don't want to do candles. Flowers are also a little tricky. Cut flowers historically are sort of a funeral thing. Okay. Um, I do think that that's less and less in China these days. Like, if you showed up at somebody's door with a bouquet, they wouldn't be like, who died? Right. But, you know, it is sort of a thing. So 
Let's talk about what you should bring. <laughs> I know. I was like, let's. <laughs> so there's a lot of different categories of gifts depending on what it is. Is this a business thing? Is this a housewarming? Are you meeting the in-laws? Is this a birthday party? Is this Chinese New Year's? Like, what is it? So in thinking about this, I think the best gift that is very universal is always the item from your hometown. Oh, a local food specialty from your home. So this would be like blueberry jam from Maine. Excellent gift. Bagels from New York. Seize candy from California. So I think something that is a local food specialty from wherever you're from, typically always a very good gift for most social situations in China. Oh, good to know. So I think that's a nice just blanket. Go for it. No problem. And would you say these would also apply for Chinese American friends? Yeah. I mean, I think if you wanted to kind of do like Chinese style, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that's good. So then color. Red is good luck. Red, you were always safe. Red, it's the traditional wedding dress color. It's what we use for, you know, envelopes of cash. Red is pretty much safe. If you're going to buy something where the color is sort of like a main thing of whatever it is, this is a vase, this is a t-shirt, this is a whatever. If it's red, you're pretty much safe. Somebody told me that... I not to write people's names in red ink. True. Very good. Oh, um, yes. Red ink is not good. Okay. Um, because red ink is traditionally used for writing the names of the dead. Okay. It always comes back to that. Also, red ink is used for very like official correspondence, like a, a chop, like a, a carved name stamp that's in red ink. And so there's sort of official connotations too. So in correspondence like this, the gift giving, we do not want to write in red. Okay. So- other colors are fine. Present red. Present red. Card red. writing, not red. Not red. And in terms of wrapping the gift, it is very important to wrap the gift. You want to wrap it nicely. And red paper, always a good choice. You're very safe. Or gold. Gold feels very expensive, lavish, all that. Great. Not yellow, though. Oh. You do not want to get into yellow. And you definitely don't want to have, like, black ink on yellow. That's, like, a whole separate thing. So don't do that. Okay. But red, you are safe. So when it comes to colors that are bad, white. Really? White is a, a funeral color, color of grief. So if you sent somebody white flowers, this is a funeral thing. So no uh, white, no yellow. Well, certainly a traditional flower would be chrysanthemum Okay. Uh, for funerals. And chrysanthemums come in white and yellow. And so definitely white flowers of any color is just like, know that. But also yellow chrysanthemums would also be sort of a funeral thing. So you would want to avoid chrysanthemums. So if you ever picking out flowers, like chrysanthemums is just not a good choice. Roses are typically safe. I think. And then we get into more complicated things like peony and lotus and plum flower and things like that. It gets very complicated. But in general, I think flowers are not always a great gift. So maybe just take that off your list. Then you want to give the gift with two hands. Oh. The gift giving is always done with two hands. And when you receive a gift, you always want to receive it with two hands. So that's very important. And then... That's it, nice. Yeah. And other nearby countries have a similar sort of two-handed thing. So you always want to like receive and, and give with two hands. And then there's going to be a little dance. So if you're giving a gift, the host is going to decline the gift. Like, oh, no, no, no. And so you have to give it a couple tries. It's kind of like a vending machine. You got to give it a couple good pushes before you can tip it over. And similarly, if you were receiving a gift from a Chinese person, you don't want to accept it right off the bat. You want to be like, oh, no, no, you shouldn't have. And they'll be like, oh, no, you should. Oh, no, I can't. Oh, you should. Okay. Okay. So you want to do that dance both ways. And most of the time, gifts are not opened there. They're open later in private. Okay. So don't expect that your gift will be opened. This is not always the case, but just know that that's kind of the thing. So if you receive a gift, don't open it unless they like really insist and you think like, okay, I have to just open this thing now. And then let's talk about reciprocation. So thank you notes happen. 
always universal. I feel like you can never go wrong with a thank you note, but it is also very important to reciprocate the gift. So at some point, you are sort of expected to now return the favor. And because in Chinese culture, the idea of face is very important, like saving face, you do not want to give a gift that is so extravagant where their ability to reciprocate it is now difficult. Oh, okay. Because this is now going to be a loss of face or it's going to make things difficult or awkward and all that. So you want to be mindful when giving a gift that like the reciprocation is probably going to be at a similar level of gift and you don't want to make that awkward. So good to know something to know. So that's a very brief sketch of the gift giving in China, but hopefully it's a little helpful. It's very helpful. And I didn't know uh, 99% of that. (laughs) Okay. And I love it. So next time. uh, It's great to know. So great. Okay. I love the giving with two hands. That's nice. Oh, and do you know how to say thank you in Mandarin? No. So it's 谢谢. 谢谢. Yeah. So sort of a falling tone on these words. 谢谢. 谢谢您. And nin is sort of a polite way of saying you. So that's very polite. And then I would say, no need for politeness. Oh, I love it. And we're back. And I want to go deep. Very deep with this one. So for today's question of etiquette, I want to talk about hospital etiquette. This is such a good one. So this happens. A lot. So let's talk about how to behave. Yep. So you have thoughts, obviously. So please begin. I've spent a very long time in hospitals as an accompanier to the person in the hospital. Uh And so I have a lot of feelings on this. So let's maybe start with if you're the patient, what patient obligations are there? Oh, I didn't even think of it from that angle. (laughs) Okay. So uh, Miss Manners actually is really into being a patient in the hospital for some reason. And she kind of describes it as like this wonderful opportunity where etiquette rules are suspended. And she goes on and writes like how wonderful it is. Can you imagine if you were in your living room and you decided you just want to close your eyes and stop talking to somebody who bores you? Only in a hospital can you do this. So she kind of sees the bright side. I mean, that's a lovely way to see it. I also feel like when you're, if you're ill or going through something, uh like that your focus should be on getting better and maintaining a positive sense of self. Yes. I think etiquette does not apply. I uh, assume, obviously, I assume this was for people visiting. Yes. I think most of what we're going to talk about is just the visitors. If you're the patient, make sure you put your napkin. (laughs) What fork are you using? But I will say, as the patient, I think you are free to refuse guests. That oh, is absolutely. totally fine. Just let the doctor know. You do not have to give reasons for this. And I think anytime you decide you're just done with whoever's visiting you, you can shut it down. No problem. Mm. Okay. So you are a visitor to a hospital. So I have things on my list. Me too. So I guess the first thing on my list, this is not about you. Not about you. This visit, not about you. So we don't want to hear about your time in the hospital. We don't want to hear about your relative who had something similar and how that went. Like none of that. Oh, and also for our listeners, what happened my mom was in a car crash. So she was in a coma for a long time. So she wasn't even, you know, I was the person interacting with everybody. Right. So people would come in and make faces like, oh, that's bad. You know what I mean? And you'd be like, nope, 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 nope. Oh, so like somebody visiting you and your mom in the hospital would make a face be like, oh. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, this looks like she's not going to make. You're like, okay, you can take that outside. Okay. I would be very careful to have negative energy no matter how a person looks or what the situation is, I just wouldn't bring it into the room. You're, well, we also don't want commentary. Yeah, you just of any sort. Yeah, just don't do that to someone. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> like keep good your rule. negative. You know, obviously you want to support a person, mm-hmm. um, but you don't need to let them know how horrible they look. Right. Yeah. No one. Which needs people that. do that? Yeah. 
and they shouldn't. But also etiquette in general is about ignoring the obvious thing in the room uh, and just pretending whatever is happening is not happening. So even if somebody has been through a car crash and doesn't look their best, we don't call that out. Good <laughs> etiquette requires you to pretend that it's not happening. Yeah. You know, it's just sort of mind boggling when people do that. You're like, no, no, no. We all know what's going on right now. You don't need to do a blow by blow. Right. But I do feel like people do not know how to act in a hospital. They feel it's very stressful for them visiting. They're nervous about it. They don't want to say the wrong thing. They don't know how they're going to react. So that may be an explanation for this horrible thing. Oh, behavior. no, I understand what the explanation is. That's why I think we're talking about it here. Yes. So know that that could happen to you. And so don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Just, right. Just, you know, I think because usually there's other people in the room and everybody's had to have been there a long time and everybody's strained and nervous and... You know, you don't need to throw on top of their... Right. Some other short things that were on my list were don't eat their food. <laughs> don't do not do that. And don't sit on the bed. I don't think we sit on the bed. I think we stay off the bed. I, I, I sit wherever I'm told. Okay. Or we stand. Yeah. And then I think we don't bring fresh fruit or flowers. They're not allowed in a lot of places. Right. Because I think it's actually like a hazard because yeah. like there could be you know funguses on these things and people with compromised immune systems. Yeah. Yeah. You're not allowed to bring anything that was once alive. Okay. You know, I think it's nice at the end of the day just to be there for the person and just ask what would be helpful. Do you need anything? What can I do for you? Uh, that could be like a task in the outside world. That could be bringing a book or something. Or yeah. like, can you bring me my Kindle or my phone charger? I had some friends bring me stuff and it was like made the whole. What did they bring? My mother's church group made all these snacks mm -hmm. and sent them. And then I used them to bargain in the unit for <laughs> other things. Wait, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you want to stay late and you want to do this stuff. And then you're like, I have brownies. Oh, so you'd be like, if you let me stay past visiting hour, <laughs> yeah. I've got this treat. <laughs> yeah. And does that work? Yeah, it really it totally works. works. Yeah. And just for our audience at home, how's mom doing now? She's doing very well. Okay. And we also got the best. It was, um, I always want to say shout out to St. Mary's in Pennsylvania because you are angels. Okay. Thank I you. like still go out for drinks with uh, some of the trauma stuff. Well, you there. bond with these people. Oh, I spent a month of my life, 24 hours a day. Yeah. I know their business because you want to gossip. You got to do stuff, yeah. you know? Okay. So it all worked out. It all worked out. And now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world-class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world. So Leah, I am looking for a series about an amateur detective. I don't want professionals. What do you got? I'm glad you asked, Nick. Because <laughs> as we know at home, I'm obsessed with mysteries. We have the professional detectives. Then we have the amateurs that obviously have a gift and they maneuver their way in there. And Acorn TV has a lot of choices for you. You could go with Madame Blanc. Right. Because she's an antique dealer and uses that knowledge <laughs> to solve crimes. I mean, it's great knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have Agatha Raisin, which I have discussed multiple times. She was a PR person. Very confident mm -hmm. woman. Wears the wrong shoes to every occasion, which I love. And we also have Harry Wilde. Yes, Jane Seymour. And I enjoy all of those shows very much. So you out there, sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. 
now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Brooklinen. Brooklinen is the internet's favorite sheets. That's right. And they're great. They sent us some sheets and I'm sleeping on their percal, white, of course. And they're crisp. They're cool. They don't sleep too hot, which is definitely the thing I do not want in sheets. So they're the perfect temperature for me. And I feel like coming into a new season, it's the perfect time for a refresh, right? You get new colors. You get new patterns. You recreate your whole sleeping space. Or you can switch the fabrics. So Brooklyn, it actually has fresh linen. And it's designed in Brooklyn, made in Portugal, and their wash linen is made with 100% European flax. So you can get the lightweight essentials necessary to upgrade your space for the summer from Brooklinen. So visit in-store or online at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. And use code WOLVES for $20 off your order of $100 or more. And we're back. And now it's time to take some questions from the wilderness. Ow! So our first question is, quote, <laughs> I once had a friend who eco-shamed me about using a straw when I was driving her in my Prius. And she drives a diesel Mercedes and a vintage Jeep. I was speechless. Okay, I don't use straws anymore. But how could I have responded? I think this person is your friend. And you could just say... You own a diesel Mercedes. <laughs> you could call out the hypocrisy. Okay. Because you also kind of say it in like a with a smile on your face. Like, come on. If you're going to call me out, then I got to call you out. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, uh, it's hypocritical. Yeah. But the general rule is that we do not correct the bad behavior of others. Yeah, but they started it. Well, but that doesn't matter. You don't add more rudeness to rudeness. I know, but obviously this person is still thinking about well, it. Well, but that's not my problem. Nick, <laughs> <laughs> I think you want to just smile and nod and be like, okay, you're right. And just file that information away and then leave it there. Yes, I could see you going, you're so right. Yes, and your tone can allow for you to uh, reveal that you may not be 100% on board with that. Mm. Etiquette somehow allows tone to slip through. (laughs) Our our etiquette gets very passive aggressive. (laughs) And, and, you know, Miss Manners, she's very into the passive aggressive response. I don't agree with this. But you can't call people out. You can't add more rudeness to rudeness. I think that's very interesting because Mm -hmm. I feel like we constantly rub up against that where I don't see how being passive aggressive is actually less rude. So this is a fair point, but, and and being actively passive aggressive. Really nothing is more annoying than a passive aggressive person. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Either let it go or say something. Well, saying something is not always wrong, but saying something where you're correcting their behavior I think is never considered polite. It's not correcting their behavior. It's just being like, oh yeah, well I got straws, you got diesel. Yeah, I don't think that's a polite response. I don't think that saying something in a passive aggressive way is less polite, more yeah. polite. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it depends on what you say. I mean, because what's the passive aggressive response to this? I think not saying anything would be just the best response. Good thing I don't drive a vintage Jeep. That would really mess up the environment. I mean, I either feel like you just say it or you just completely let it go. I think you let it go. Well, here's the thing. Etiquette is not always satisfying. The thing is that this is her, they're her friend. It's not a stranger. You're going to be in this relationship with this person. So my guess is that this is the kind of person who probably does this. A person who does this, does this. I see. They're going to do it again. So we have to You're going to have to nip this in the bud at some point. Because this. there are people that do this and there are people that don't do this. Right. And if it's a person that does this, she's going to come in again on something you have. Is there a way to do this in a factual, non-judgmental way? 
oh, I guess I shouldn't use straws. And I guess you shouldn't drive a diesel. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what do you want to say that calls her out that somehow feels fine? I think that's the question to me. What do we do with people in our lives? My guess is that this person does this all the time. So the type of person. They would have just let this go because it was a one off. And the person that just like shames you about certain behaviors. Yeah. Every time you do something. Like, like, oh, you're going to eat that. Yeah. Or Or, that's not good for you. Yeah. You know about quinoa, right? Yeah. Or have you, you know what I mean? It's, this is going to keep happening. Okay. Well. This is a person who has no boundaries. Ah, I got it. I cracked the code. All right. Okay. So here's what we do. They have tried to correct your behavior. That is a rude thing. But we don't add rudeness to rudeness by correcting their behavior, which would be telling them why they're wrong and why they shouldn't do that. We can't do that. But what we can do is say, uh, acknowledge what they've said and uh, say that it bothers you that they're making this statement uh, while also driving a diesel and you feel like this is uh, maybe hypocritical. It feels like that might be okay. I mean, that's that, part that of a feels like a healthy conversation to have. That feels like a better conversation. And now we've kind of taken it outside of etiquette. I like that. I almost feel like what I just said just now contradicts what I started by saying. Uh, well, I feel like it's growth. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I, I, I'm kind of, okay, I think I, I'm feeling an epiphany a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't think, obviously nobody hates turtles. I mean. You know what I mean? That's there could not, be. Yeah, no, nobody's after the she turtles. She wasn't making a statement by having a straw. Right. You don't need to bring it up. True. Okay. So what have we told her to do? I loved what you told her to okay. do. Okay. So I, I think you it do was that. very healthy. So as long as you respond by not correcting their behavior, but identifying how it makes you feel. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's a healthy adult way to throw up a boundary. Okay. Yeah. Or you can just be like, Thank you. Well, that's what I was saying at the beginning, which I know, is but just I'm like, saying let it go. That was, if you can't let it go, the thank you, that's the one option. Okay. And the other option, I think, is to directly say something. Okay. But no middle passive aggressive ground. Fine. Okay. I agree with you. Our next question is, <laughs> quote, last week, a man fell asleep on me sitting on the subway. What would you do? I wrote underneath one, what would I do? Or what should you do? <laughs> okay. So I was actually going to ask you, I wrote down on my piece of paper, <laughs> I'm sure this has happened to Leah. It happens to me so much <laughs> because I come home very late. So you're the sleeper or the sleepy? I'm the one getting slept on. Okay. And I mean, it happens a lot. So tell me about your strategy. What I feel like I should be telling people is to not let people fall asleep on them. But sometimes people fall asleep on me and they just look so tired Mm. and like they've had the hardest day. You definitely have to be very tired to lower all defenses to fall asleep on the New York City subway. And so sometimes I just let them sleep. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> because they just look so tired. Yeah. And it's not putting me out in any way. Uh. But sometimes I do feel put out by it. And, or it's a little odd. Sometimes I really just see, you just see somebody, they're at their max and they just are sleeping on their, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. But then other times you're like, this is your, it feels different sometimes. And so I'll do a jostle. Mm, Okay. And just any jostle or you'll wait till like the train is about to stop to amplify it a little bit. I'll just like move my bag or take my phone out, but I won't do it pointedly at them. I just do it. Okay. So it somehow Uh, feels spontaneous. Yeah. Because they're sleeping. So they'll just like, they just wake up and then move. Okay. Inevitably they're going to fall right back asleep and fall right back on you again. Mm. 
but sometimes I'll do a jostle. So I was looking into this. <laughs> I assume some people are like, don't fall asleep on me or they move. Yes. Uh, most people do not care for this. Sometimes I'm okay with it. I was looking into this and there was this artist who did a, I guess, installation where she would go on the subway and she would purposefully fall asleep on people. And she described the space between her and the next person as sculptural material. Mm. The space between us was sculptural material that she was shaping. I feel like that's the same person who tells you that you're using a straw when they drive a classic <laughs> Jeep. So she did this whole thing where she did this and then she had some friend sit in the seats across to like film this. And so most people were kind of like not into it, but then there were people that just let her sleep and it was actually very nice. The audience, she did a TED talk about this and the audience was like, aww, when like you, you know, let somebody sleep. Sometimes people just look like they need to sleep so bad and I think, why not? Yeah. So I think... It's your call if you want to allow it or not. I think you're within your rights if you want to like jostle them. Or I think you can tap them on the shoulder and be like, excuse me. Like, I think that's okay. Yeah, I think you're totally within your right to tap them. Yeah. I just do a jostle because, you know, I'm uh, terrified of conflict. (laughs) Now, have you ever fallen asleep on the subway? I wouldn't fall. I don't even fall asleep on planes. Oh, God. Wow, really? I'm falling asleep on a subway? Okay. What do you think is going to happen on an airplane? You just want to be ready? I want to be ready in case somebody needs me. <laughs> That's true. Leo Bonima, please land the plane. <laughs> please land the plane. And I'll be like, I have stayed awake for this. <laughs> Our next question is a voicemail. So let's listen to that now. Hi, Nick and Leah. I was wondering about a business situation I recently encountered where my company was trying to set up a phone call with a company from Japan. And while I was emailing with these other um, assistants in Japan, I noticed that my boss had called them, referred to them with the prefix San, S-A-N, and I did the same because I thought that was the appropriate thing to do, but then I noticed sometimes they didn't always address us back as San, so I was wondering if you could find out the answer for me. What do you do? What do you call someone San or not? I have no idea, and I, I think I might have done the wrong thing. In fact, I'm pretty sure that I did. Thanks. Bye. So, Leah? What do you think? I think, oh, I can't wait for Nick to answer this question. <laughs> All right, bottom of son. <laughs> so son in general is just Mr. Mrs. It, it has no gender. You can use it for men and women. So son is just sort of that uh, nice, polite way of referring to people. And so they were referring to you guys as son in all these work emails because they were just being polite. And you want to usually attach it in a business context to the last name because you're not on a first name basis, but you can also attach it to a first name. Like if we're familiar, I could be like, oh, Leah son. So it's just polite. Now, it's not necessarily adding extra respect. Japanese has different words for that, like sensei people are probably familiar with. That's more like for a teacher or somebody who's achieved some sort of high level of expertise in something. So there's a whole different set of words. As a foreigner, you are not expected to know the nuances of Japanese politeness and etiquette, which is wonderful. They're actually very kind, I think, the Japanese. But if you do it, would it come off as rude if you were just trying to be polite? Oh, the Japanese are so... I think, forgiving to foreigners who do not understand their nuances. Like, they're just kind of happy that you make an effort and they get that we don't get it. So it's fine. I don't think you're necessarily going to come across as, like, aggressive if you don't use son or use son in the wrong way. Like, I I think for the most part, most Japanese people kind of have enough experience with foreigners and kind of know the deal. Um, Like, we don't know the degrees of bowing, different verb conjugations for different relationships. Like, it's very complicated and, like, we're never going to get it. So they're fine. But son is great. So 
in this email, you can call them San, no problem. He indicated that they didn't always call you San. And so either that's very pointed and they're trying to make a statement or more likely they're just treating you like presumably an American and they're like, oh, well, we're just going to call you Mr. Right. So we're just going to do the thing that you do because we want to be respectful of your culture. So I think that's kind of the deal. But just remember, San is just a polite way of saying Mr. Mrs. Miss. Um, and you can attach it to the first name or the last name and you could just apply to everybody and it's probably fine. So don't be too worried about it. Perfect. Okay, great. Arigato gozaimasu. And arigato for all these great questions. Yes, arigato muchas. So please send us your questions and we will answer them. And we love questions from around the world. We really do. Uh, so if you are not in the United States, we are particularly curious to hear from you. No, I, we're, we're curious. To, we don't want anybody to feel left Nobody's out. left out. But <laughs> if you are not in the United States, I want to I know that you exist. Uh, and so yeah, send me an email. Just be like, hey, greetings from Latvia or wherever you are. Tell us about an etiquette thing in your culture. I'm very curious about etiquette around the world. I love learning. Because etiquette is very like locally based. Yes. Like New York etiquette is very different from California etiquette. So it's all very local. different from Maine etiquette. Oh, is there etiquette in Maine? Stop it right <laughs> now. So send us your questions. You can send them to us through our website, worryraisedbywolves.com. And there's lots of other ways you can reach us. So check us out. Send in your questions. Thank you. I got though. Now it's time for an intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. I'm loving being part of the Book of the Month because I often stay within the genres I already know or the particular authors I already know. And they're introducing me to new authors, things I might not have known about. It's so exciting. So Leah, tell me about what book is coming. I'm receiving in the mail very soon, The Return of Ellie Black. Where did she go? We don't know. She disappeared for years earlier and then resurfaces in the woods of Washington State. And I can't <laughs> wait to know more. If it's a story set in the woods, you're there. It's really true. I want I want a cozy town or a woods. Or both. Or also take a city. You know, let's be honest. Okay. Yeah, as long <laughs> as there's murder or suspense, you're there. I, I like if there's some food. So you out there, you can get your first book for just $5 using promo code PEDALS. So go to bookofthemonth.com, use promo code PEDALS, and get your first book for just $5. And now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by book of the month. I am loving getting to pick my books of the months. Is that the appropriate way to pluralize it? I'm loving getting my books of the month, but for multiple months now. So books of the months. Yeah. Oh, it's so easy to order. It's super convenient. Their selection is wonderful. And this month I picked The Ministry of Time, which sounds wild. It is about a civil servant who's helping to manage some government program where time travelers from other eras like come to help with something. And then they apparently fall in love. What? So like this guy from the 1800s is like, what's Spotify? And then like, you know, love happens. So I cannot wait to receive this. <laughs> you know, love happens. And you out there, you're going to love <laughs> Book of the Month. So you can get your first book for just $5 with code PEDALS. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS to get your first book for just $5. back and now it's time to play a game we call vent or repent vent or repent and this is our opportunity to vent about some bad etiquette thing that's happened to us recently or we can repent about some bad etiquette thing we've done so leah would you like to vent or repent what's interesting here mm. is that i originally was going to repent oh and then on the way here i was reminded about one of my ventiest vents uh -huh. and i thought you know what 
I'm going to go with event. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which feels horrible. You oh, know what I mean? Oh, wonderful. I'm like, wow, am I? This is a safe space. <laughs> is it a safe space? It's safe. This is cold season. Okay. Cold and flu season. Cold and flu season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think as a comic, I come in close proximity to so many people. Sure. And multiple times this week, people have come up to me, hugged me. Then after touching my face near their, you know, a hug hug. So they say, oh, I've been sick all week. Uh. One person went on to just tell me about this flu that he or she had that was devastating where they were housebound. (laughs) Oh. And then they said they don't even feel better yet. Oh. And I, I don't even know what's happening. I've washed my face down with hand sanitizer. At least. Oh, somebody who also works for themselves. I don't get sick day. I can't get sick. Yeah. So if you're just out there running wild, don't hug people. Oh, sure. Absolutely not. Say I am just getting over something. And if you're in the middle of it, I'm just getting over something just in case, you know, what? Don't hug me and then go on to tell me how you're in the throes of an illness. Oh, this is terrible. Yes. Besides maybe a little te- a little uh, ability of mine to be a bit of a hypochondriac. Besides that, I, I just can't get sick. I'm going to give you a pass on like being overly concerned about being sick. Because I don't think that's relevant here. Oh, thank you. I think if you are coming down with something, even if you suspect it, I think the polite thing to do is not get other people sick. Just don't hug me. I think that's a good etiquette rule, which it is rude to get other people sick yeah, if why? you can avoid it. Why would you do that? So I think if you... So many people do it. Yes. They go in for the hug. And then after the hug, they're like, oh, I just had Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, don't do that. Oh my goodness. That's terrible. Yeah. So uh, remember to wash your hands at all times. But uh, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say because it seems so obvious. Don't do that. You would think it was obvious and I wouldn't have even brought it up. It was just one person, but it happened multiple times. So how are you feeling now? I feel fine. I mean, we hugged. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. How are you? I, in front of this person, (laughs) took my hand sanitizer Uh and wiped it on my face. Oh. And I was like, look at what you made me do. (laughs) So for me... I would like to vent. Please. And this happened not necessarily recently, but it happened and it's always bothered me. And because this is a safe space, I wanted to share. Okay. So I'm in San Francisco. I'm dining with a good friend. And I've been arguably one of San Francisco's finest restaurants. I'm wearing a suit. There's linen. This is the type of place that has a butter program. Oh, I don't even know what that is. They have programmed their butter. They have different butter options. There's a discussion about butter when they bring it to the table. Oh, wow. This is where we're dining. Okay. So nice restaurant. So uh, we have order. We're chit-chatting. And now the first course arrives. Wonderful. So they bring me my plate. And it was sort of like a, a lobster salad-y thing. And a restaurant like this would typically have all of the plates arrive at exactly the same time. But there was some delay or something. So my dish arrives. And I'm waiting for the uh, other dish to arrive before I start eating. Because we don't start eating until everyone's served. Obviously, we know this. So I'm just waiting for this. And it's like probably 20 seconds or so. And I can survive 20 seconds, you know, to wait for this person. So I'm waiting patiently. And the waiter leans over to me and whispers in my ear to tell me a secret that he doesn't want anybody else to hear because he doesn't want to embarrass me. And he leans in and he says, you start with this fork 
and he takes his index finger and he taps the table next to the fork up and down, indicating which fork I'm supposed to use. No. Because he thought I was waiting because I was paralyzed, not knowing what fork I was supposed to use. Can you imagine? I can't even close my mouth right now. Can you imagine? I can't imagine. I mean. What did you say? Uh, well, first, it takes a little while to process well, this information. You're in shock. You're in shock. You're in I'm shock. still in shock. Um, the feelings that this brings up inside of me I feel is like you still... should call them now. You know what? You I know thought what? about it. Yeah. And here's what I'll say. <laughs> I mean, I was wearing a suit. I looked like I have eaten in restaurants before. I'm Nick Layton, host <laughs> of Were You Raised By... Like, I just, like, I know the fork situation here. And to think he was being so helpful, whispering what fork I should be using. What? 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 I, I wish you had a card with you. So I want, for the record, to let everybody know that I do know what fork to use. And I think we don't correct diners. Yeah, even if I didn't know what fork to use, I don't want to be corrected. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everything about this was awkward and horrible and should never have happened. What did your friend say? Well, because this was a quiet whisper designed to not embarrass me. I know, but I mean, everybody sees somebody whispering. <laughs> I mean, obviously I told her what happened and she was also just in shock. Yeah. So, yeah, I, there is nothing to say. You there is nothing to say. Fork. You start with this fork. Yeah. So I know now. I was going to eat it with the knife. I was going to use my hands. Oh. Or I was, I was just not going to eat until someone gonna, told me. I was just going to put my face into the plate. <laughs> or where does the food go? Where do I put it? I don't know. <laughs> So, oh no, that's my vent. You of all people to do that to me of all people. So Leah, what have we learned? Oh my goodness. I learned a lot about Chinese gift giving. Sure. I'm very excited about that. On how? And I learned, I really liked the way we came to what I think was a healthy response <laughs> To the turtle straw yes. classic Jeep situation. Potentially, yes. Because I feel like we're marrying being polite, but still setting up a, a healthy dialogue boundary. Yes. And I think in general, trying to find the line between setting boundaries and being polite is the struggle. It is the struggle. And I don't think being passive aggressive is the answer. Probably not. So we'll see. <laughs> And I learned that if I fall asleep on you on the subway, you're just going to let me go. I am just going to let just it gonna go. You're going to let me go. That's great. And also, you'll lay on the plane if I need it. So, oh, I will. Yeah, and I'm I, ready. I learned two things. I'm ready. Well, thank you, Leah. Thank you, Nick. And thanks to you out there for listening. If I had your address, I'd send you a handwritten note on my stationery. Please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a nice review. And for your homework this week, you can follow us on Instagram. You can sign up for a newsletter and you can do all those other things. But what I want you to do is just tell a friend. <gasps> Just tell a friend. Sharing is caring. So lovely. So do that. Thank you. And thank you, Leah. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Nick's trying to oots out the kindness cordial. No, no, I won't edit it out.
And uh, Lee is concerned that this little Easter egg that we have at the end of the episode, no one's listening to it. So I feel like I'm forcing this on Nick and he's trying to force it out. <laughs> so if you're listening to these, if you're sticking around the episode to where we talk about it, send us an email saying like, oh no, we listened to this to make Leah feel better that her kindness is going out into the universe. Oh, I'm forcing. I want everybody to feel kind and grateful. So this is 30 seconds of kindness. And do you want to go first or are you going to make me go first? I think I feel like I've gone first every time. You haven't, but I will go first. Today. I'll go first. I'm no, no. Go first. I'd be delighted. Okay. So for me... I would like to talk about the amazing calligraphers that we have who have written the name of our show in their stunning handwriting and then sent them to us and then we put it on our Instagram. These are true artisans. Oh, gorgeous. And it is so lovely that people took the time to like use their art and have done something nice for our show too. So I really love it. And all of these calligraphers have like sent us calligraphy in the mail. Um, with beautiful stamps and like amazing postage and all that. Really beautiful. So, I know that was your 30 seconds, but I would like to add that, yes, gorgeous. Very gorgeous. So thank you so much for that. Very excited. So please send in more art if you're an artist and you want to do something that is inspired by the show, please do that. Oh, it's gorgeous. All right, 30 seconds. Uh, when I was home in Maine, my family has Wi-Fi that is slower than molasses. <laughs> and a friend of mine was or like- Or maple syrup. Maple syrup can actually go pretty fast okay. if you get it the this right This is all season. coming out okay. of your time. Anyway, no, this is not coming out of my time. So my friend was like, hey, just come in. She left the back door open for me to use their Wi-Fi. Okay. They were out at work. And then she left me like a little plate of cookies what? out for me. And then so we read the same kind of books. So she'd like been saving books oh. for, the, for me. And I just felt, it was just so kind and lovely. And it was just such a, like a friendly, nice gesture. I mean, come over for high speed internet and cookies. And then they just left a little plate of cookies and a, and I just, it was like so heartwarming and I felt so loved and um, it was just so, so nice. You know what I mean? Someone saves books for you and a cookie plate and they trust you to let you go in the back. I mean, just, what a delight. And I'd I mean, like to say, I'm so grateful for friendship. Aww. Now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world-class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world. So Leah, I am looking for a series about an amateur detective. I don't want professionals. What do you got? I'm glad you asked, Nick. Because <laughs> as we know at home, I'm obsessed with mysteries. We have the professional detectives. Then we have the amateurs that obviously have a gift and they maneuver their way in there. And Acorn TV has a lot of choices for you. You could go with Madame Blanc. Right. Because she's an antique dealer and uses that knowledge <laughs> to solve crimes. I mean, it's great knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have Agatha Raisin, which I have discussed multiple times. She was a PR person. Very confident mm -hmm. woman. Wears the wrong shoes to every occasion, which I love. And we we also have Harry Wilde. Yes, Jane Seymour. And I enjoy all of those shows very much. So you out there, sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. So Leah, what show do you want to talk about today? Very exciting new season of Harry Wilde dropping this week. Oh, Harry Wilde is great. So Harry Wilde is Harriet Wilde, played by Jane Seymour. And she just retired and she gets mugged. And so she's recovering in her son's home. And lucky for us, her son is a police detective. Isn't that convenient? She gleans a clue about one of his current cases. Mm -hmm. He is like, I got it, ma. 
stay out of it, Ma. And she's like, nope. And so she sets out to solve it herself with a very unlikely sidekick. Very unlikely sidekick. And I'm not giving it away this time because I felt like I did in the Modern Block Mysteries. So now I'm zipping my lips. Okay. You got to get in there and watch it yourself. So check that out and check out all the great stuff that Acorn has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv.